Alright guys, we're here for our first ever Premier League podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Smith. Today we're here with the man, Spike Allen. Hi guys, uh, yeah, I'm a West Ham fan. West Ham, how's your season been so far? Uh, to be honest, it's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, we've brought in some new players and uh, we've just, we just look like a completely new team, to be honest, and I'm absolutely loving the, the Moisaya, as, as we call him. The Moisaya. Well, we've also got Thomas. Hi guys, how are we doing? Thomas, Leeds fan, big Leeds fan. Massive Leeds How's fan. your season been? The season has been amazing. Like, everybody, the press, we're saying we get, get relegated, but we're mid-table and we're loving life in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, doing bits. And we've also got the big man himself, Josh Teasdale. Hi, I'm a Leeds fan as well. Season ticket holder for <laughs> six years. Season and, ticket holder. And I think we're doing absolutely class in the Premier League so far. I just can't wait until next season when fans can finally get back in the ground. Get us back. I second that. Of course, I've heard that. Anyways, right, so today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going through a couple of questions we've all, we've all thought of. We've all got the answers to and um, we've got notes. So, right. Firstly... We're gonna to go to Thomas because this is this is his speciality. This is this guy is doing this for his EPQ right here. So we're gonna go, Thomas. What do we think? Is money ruining football? I think money is actually benefiting football. Like the large scale investment is helping, because teams they're helping out the wider communities with mm. the more money that they've got, they can help the local communities. If you look at the coronavirus pandemic, each club was doing coming together if you look at the two Manchester clubs they hate yeah. each other on the field but they've come together to really help the local community as have every other Premier League club but yeah I feel like if money gets too high it could become a bit ridiculous and unfair on the lower leagues like the EFL is getting looked down at a bit mm. in recent times and a lot of clubs are struggling so a fairer distribution of wealth is needed but apart from that there's a lot of good coming out of it of course what do you think of the um, really high transfer fees that clubs are playing for players now they're paying uh, for players I do think it is getting quite ridiculous. Um, breaking news, really, the Super League announced this week. That was a shambles. It was a shambles. But if you look at it this way, I feel like it may have helped the Premier League itself. Because if you've got the elite six clubs moving away, mm. then you're left with clubs with smaller budgets and it could revitalise football. I'd say I'd say it's brought fans together as well. I'd, I'd say, say it's, 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 it's a united as all because we're all against it. We're all hugely against it. it. It's just shown the power of the fans. Like these billionaire owners, they've all made these decisions, and then in less than what twenty four hours, all these yeah. fans have come together as a unit, shown them that it is the fans' game really. They're the biggest stakeholder in each club. Yeah. Each club needs their fans. Without the fans, the game's nothing. So yeah, exactly. What do you think, Tease? I think that money in football is ruining it because the amount of transfers and the amount of money is ridiculous these days. Like the players' values are far too high. Like for example, yeah. Man City's whole team, their whole bench was worth more than the Leeds United first team, and that's just that's just not fair. How it's much is fair. their How much is their team now? Like seven hundred million, so, something, something like, like that. that. Over yeah. the last five years, Manchester City have spent over eight hundred million pounds on transfers. Whereas it's just it's just not fair because then you look at teams like Burnley who have got a transfer budget of eighty million, something yeah. like that. It's just not fair when it comes to it. Like the best player at Burnley is on like less than half the mm. wage of the highest player at Man City. Yeah, of course, Spike. Yeah, I mean, I think I've got to agree with Teasdale. I mean, you look at these these scouts and they're coming in and they're looking at like 12-year-olds up to like 15-year-olds and saying, oh, this guy's going to be the next Ronaldo, this guy's going to be the next Messi. And then they're getting valued when they're like 12 years old. It's like, what's his name? Um, 
Jamal Musiala at Chelsea. Yeah. They're literally looking at him and he's he's what, like 15, 16? I think it's a bit, I just think it's ridiculous the amount of money teams are putting into players these days. I mean, you look at the price of Mbappe right now, he's like, what, 21, 20? And how much is he, like 150 plus million? Probably yeah, more. I'd say 200 million. 200 million. It's getting yeah, ridiculous. And then there's ridiculous. release clauses on top of that release as well. Release clauses, Messi's release clause, 700 million. It's absolutely ridiculous. For a man in his mid thirties as well. For a man in his mid thirties, and then it just, it just, it's unfair on the lower leagues because they can't afford these players, so they're always going to get beat. Mm. Anyways, right, moving on. Next question. Other than Messi and Ronaldo, who do you guys think is the best player in the world? Josh Tees, I'm going to come to you first on this one. I think Kevin De Bruyne by far is the best player in the world, apart from them two. The Dear. stats that that guy has got. And the amount of trophies that he has won and carrying Man City as it stands at the moment, he's just phenomenal. It really shows when he's on that pitch, he really helps him. You've been doing your research, haven't you? Have you got any stats about Kevin De Bruyne? Yeah, for the Premier League, he's had 179 games, 41 goals, 78 assists. And altogether, in total, he's had 486 games, this in every competition, with 112 goals, 189 assists. The guy is just phenomenal. He Every is. game he is getting a goal involvement or something like that, and it really mm. does help. And him with Gundogan, big link-ups in the middle. Yeah, definitely. What I about you, Spike? That. What do you think? Well, I think I, I would agree with T's on uh, De Bruyne, but I'm actually going to have to go with, uh, as Thomas Muller would say, Lewandowski. Oh, yeah. Um, because if you take a recent look at the games that Bayern have played against PSG when they've been without him, and uh, they've, they've lost because they haven't had that prominent goal scorer to, to put in that the, the goals. True. He is an absolute... Defenders hate him because he's a big striker. He's, he's got a rocket shot on him and it's, it's he's absolutely lethal. I mean, fun. the fixture of PSG has really proven that. Like, they just couldn't get past... They couldn't get past the PSG defence, could they? They only had... What's his face? Bloody... Too promoting. Too promoting to put them away. Everybody loves him. Kylian Mbappe was just too good for their defence, I think. Like, come on. Him and Neymar. Just him and Neymar. Too good. Thomas? I'm in unity with um, Josh. I think Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the world apart from Messi and Ronaldo. I think if anybody knows me, they'll say I'm the biggest Messi fanboy when it comes to that debate. Of course. But there's something about how De Bruyne plays, how he picks a pass out of thin air. It's ridiculous. I'd say Pablo Hernandez is similar at Leeds, but maybe not at that level. Not at that level, no. <laughs> but yeah, it, just how he plays with a ball at his feet is just majestic. He's not big or powerful. He's just... But he's not. He's not really small, but... No. He's very skillful. No, I'm going to have to agree with you guys there. I think Kevin De Bruyne is the best, if not in the Premier League, in the world. It's at the level as well. He is. It's, it's not in He's proven Italy, himself Spain. everywhere. It's He's in the Premier League. Everywhere. He's proven himself in the Bundesliga. National League. League, League na everywhere. Internationally. Premier League. Bundesliga. Everywhere. He does it everywhere. Yeah, he just he needs to win something now with Belgium. And he really does. Ticked he all really boxes does. for him, in my opinion. He just is phenomenal. It really helps when they've got him on, they've got him on the team. Yeah. Speaking of um, international football, what do you think? Do you reckon um, England could win the Euros? Or even more, the World Cup when it comes around again? I think England could win the Euros. All we just need to do is we need to play more attacking. Like the atta we, don't, we don't use our attackers like we should. We play too defensive. Like we, we're too busy playing five at the back. It's not, it's not good enough. We really need to use the likes of Foden, Sancho, Kane up front. We just need to use all these world-class players. Honestly, yeah. we can easily win it. It is possible. We've got potential. We've got 100%. young upcoming players like Phil Foden and Jude Bellingham, as you said. Those two alone, well, not alone, but you know what I mean. Those two have 
the potential to really do damage to teams, especially like Spain, them kind of teams. Spain, have, I think Spain have fallen, have fallen off. Yeah, because they've lost, they've lost most of their players. So it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you reckon we'll ever be able to compete with the likes of, say, France or Brazil? I reckon we can, 100%. Really? Yeah. What I do you think, Thomas? The quality that we've got is just... You lot might be annoyed with me, but I don't think we really stand a chance. I'm really? looking at the England team, and we're very strong in certain positions. There's a lot of holes in this squad. I'm looking at the centre-backs, John Stones and Harry Maguire. Personally, I don't rate either of them. No. I think John Stones has had a good season, but he's got a lot of errors in him. And apart from this season, he hasn't really proved himself much to me. No. Harry Maguire has proved for Manchester United he hasn't lived up to the £80 million price tag. So you're looking at that holes in defence. If one of those two players gets injured, for example, you've either got like Connor Cody or Godfrey. It's not really going to work for the squad. And also, I feel like we're quite flat in the actual central midfielder spot. We've got very good number 10s attacking midfielders, but somebody to hold the ball in the middle of the park. Yeah, we've got Rice and Phillips as defensive midfielders, but somebody playing that number eight role, we've only got Drew Bellingham, in my opinion, and the kid 17. Mm. So I feel like in a few years, when we can integrate more under-21s into this squad, we'll be a bit of a force in a few years, but I still think we've got to wait. Yeah, very true. I think I think there's something to do with the manager as well. I, th I don't think Southgate's the one. I think, think I think when he plays too defensively, he's not the one. But if he uses the attack like he should do, I think he 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 has got the potential to be the one. So I think what what he needs to do is just like just change the tactics, maybe or change what he does, because it's obviously it's not working at the moment. However, when it when we come up in in the World Cup or in the Euros against better opposition and better players, he's gonna have to really like sort out and attack more, attack them. Right, attack the defence. Have you heard the speculation that um, Arsene Wenger could be the new England manager? What would you What would you think of that, Spike? What do you think of that? Um, I think, well, considering Arsene Wenger's track record, I think it would be great. I mean, yeah. I, we don't know how he is internationally because he's obviously never managed an international no. side. But for Arsenal, when he was producing that team, Invincibles, Invincibles. And, and absolutely dominating the league. Yeah. I think if he were to bring our, like Thomas said, with our youth players, we have some strong players. And we've got Rice and Phillips who can hold the back, the defensive side of the pitch. But uh, he's right about the Jude Bellingham. We're lacking defenders. And if it, like he said, we're looking at plenty of front. We have hundreds of defenders that are upcoming. Like you've got uh, Zagadou, Laporte, Varane, Longley. You've got Luke McCartney, Bukele. Depth is insane. That's correct, yeah. Uh, but the midfield is not as good as ours. However, their their defence and but they've uh, got the strikers and strikers, in the defence yeah. to make up for that. Hundred percent. Anyways, right, we've got the next question. Next question is, oh yeah, right. So, Premier League legends eleven. Here we go. So, basically, us lot have been us lot have been formulating players we should put in the team all morning. And uh, I've heard some of their ideas. They've heard some of mine. This is going to be an exciting one. So um, basically, what we're going to do is we go through a squad, right? We go from goalkeeper to strike. Four-four-two formation. So two wingers, four defenders, two two strikers, and we're going to have um, starting from the goalkeeper. Spike, who have you chosen? Oh, I've had to go with Peter Schmeichel. Peter I mean, Schmeichel. You got some honourable mentions in there. You know, yeah. It's got to be Peter Schmeichel for me as well. I mean, the guy with Manchester United, he's won Premier League titles, he's won Champions League titles, he was an absolute rock at the back. Absolutely solid. Josh, what do you think? Uh, there's only one real winner at this position, uh, Peter Schmeichel. Peter 100%. Schmeichael. 100%. 
Thomas? Yeah, I mean, Peter Schmeichel, but then they've also got to look at other good keepers, like Bailey Peacock Farrell, he's in the running, but I've gone Peter Schmeichel. <laughs> Burnley's, Burnley's Irish keeper is quite good. <laughs> um, yeah, P- Peter Schmeichel any day, hands down. Of course. All uh, right, so moving on. Left back. Who's in the left back? Uh, well, I think, to be honest, there, were, there was a bit of contention here because there aren't like, you know, you don't have your, your world. Left back isn't, isn't a common position with your no, world class players. There's not really many world You've class. Got a young Roberto Carlos, Especially but, in the Premier League. But that's he's, he's never come near the, the likes of the, the English club. So I've gone with uh, Cole. Ashley Cole. Now, you've got to give it to Ashley Cole, really. He's, he was an absolute legend for Arsenal and Chelsea. 15 combined years at the two London clubs. He's won trophies at both. With Arsenal, he's won two Premier League titles, three FA Cups. With his eight seasons at Chelsea, he's got one Premier League title, a Champions League and a Europa League title. He has to go there, really. He's absolutely solid, absolutely class in his prime. Thomas, what are you thinking? I mean, I've had to go with Ashley Cole. I'm surprised you like him. Like, I feel like Arsenal fans call him Cashley Cole for ditching yeah. Arsenal for Chelsea. So I was quite surprised by that. But yeah, the guy was immense. I mean, there's not many left backs on his level. I mean, yeah, I don't really have much of a choice, do I? So yeah, it's got to be him. He, he was good, good for us. He was good for Chelsea. I feel like it's the second easiest choice behind Schmeichel. Um, yeah, takeaways, money grabbing, class player. Yeah, six hundred and sixteen tackles for a left back. Not yeah. too bad, in my class. opinion. So yeah, uh, it's got to be Ashley Cole for me. It has to be Ashley Cole for me, 100%. Ashley. There's no there's no other person in that left-back spot who has reached a level that he's, uh, that he's reached. So I think it's 100% Ashley Cole. All right, so we've got the two centre-backs. Who's going on the left? Spike, who have you got? On the right. I've got on the a, right, uh, all right. I've got a big Gary Neville. And uh, you've got a feel for Phil because his brother's just outdone in his own position. And uh, it's just clear to me that that's that has to be Gary Neville. Gary Neville. Right back. Right back. I've right. Gone, I, I'm going to be boring, but I've gone with Gary Neville as well. 100%. I think Gary Neville's absolutely class. I mean, he's just as good as a pundit as he was as a footballer. He's a class pundit. A class One of the best pundit. in the game. One of the best. The Funny. way he dealt with the European Super League was phenomenal. You should clash eventually. We're just uh, clearly in agreement. In the, uh, We're in agreement in defence. Wait, I might have a different choice for right back. Go on, go on. Yes, I've gone for Gary Neville as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the guy was immense. What, that Man United team, what Ferguson did with them, as much as I hate saying it, being a Leeds fan, but yeah, 148 clean sheets for Gary Neville. It, it is immense. The guy, as much as I hated him as a player because of how much they love Man United, obviously, mm. there was a lot of dislikement towards him. But as the other boys have said, as a pundit, he's, he's definitely up there with the best. Wasn't Gary Neville playing when they, um, they won the quadruple? Was he in the team? No, I don't know much about Man United. I don't really follow. I think him. he might have been. I yeah, think yeah. he was. Yeah, that was a class team as well. You got to think one of the best. Anyways, centre backs. Well, my pairing. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a bit of debate here because there, there's a lot. There's I've, a lot. I've actually gone with uh, people classes. The, the biggest unit going is uh, Nemanja Vidic. Oh. And I've gone with uh, the classic, massive John Terry, just just over Rio Ferdinand. Uh, it's, it's an interesting Vidic choice. In John Terry. The Chelsea link up. I, I've gone for. I've chosen Terry and Ferdinand. I think Ferdinand's slightly better than Vidic. And I've chosen Vidic and Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. Hundred and eighty nine clean sheets for Ferdinand and ninety five for Nemanja Vidic. It's yeah. just phenomenal. Them two together would be an unreal. You see, Nemanja Vidic didn't even come in contention for me. 
I've gone for a John Terry and a Vincent Company centre-back partnership. Vincent, that's an interesting choice. I've gone Vincent Company. I knew it would be a bit out there, but Vincent Company stats it all himself. Made 550 tackles, 11,827 passes for a centre-back. He's a ball-playing centre-back. He was one of the first to do it. Oh, oh unbelievable. Like when Aguero was telling him to not shoot and then he did and it went top corner. But what he's done for City, starting back when City was starting to form themselves as a European powerhouse, he's been there from the start with he's them. He's been there since day one. Yeah, he's, it's unbelievable what he's done. 521 interceptions. I mean, watching football, I've always heard it. Interceptions are more important than the tackles because you're getting yeah. the ball before the other person has a chance. He's made 521 of those. It's the 14th most ever in the Premier League. Mm. It, it was an unbelievable centre-back. Company, yeah. true City legend. Anyways, um, midfield, what are we thinking, boys? Well, obviously, I know we've got the, uh, the Gerard Scholes to come later. Um, but, uh, We're going for central midfielders. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick. I feel a bit bad for Lampard and players like Vieira, but I am going to go with Gerard and Scholes. Gerard and Scholes, yeah. I've um, gone with Kevin De Bruyne and Lampard. Kevin De Bruyne and Lampard. I know, this I know him. Loves Kevin De Bruyne. Honestly, I think he's phenomenal. He is world class, and he he gets in that team hundred percent. He deserves it. He, the amount he's done is just phenomenal. Spike, who are your two? Uh, they were Gerard and Scholes. Gerard and Scholes. I've gone for a bit of a mixture. I've gone for Scholes and De Bruyne. I just feel like Scholes, like. Xavi, one of the best midfielders of all time, has come out and said Skulls was on yeah. a different level. Skulls was a different level. Different class. Very, I feel like he's underrated for what he did. Like Very small, very quick. On the ball, he was brilliant. Um, and Kevin De Bruyne, it speaks for itself. The guy's a machine, as we said earlier. He's, un- he's actually unbelievable. Like He's a living legend in the Premier League right now, I can say that. I've personally gone for Skulls and Roy Keane. Ooh. I think Roy Keane, one of the best central defensive midfielders there is. The guy was a captain. The guy didn't. He didn't have. He didn't take anything, did he? He would absolutely. He would absolutely have a go at anyone in the tunnel and on the pitch. He was so passionate about the game. The guy just knows. He's got ball knowledge. That guy. And he's a great pundit as well. Great pundit as well. He's got ball knowledge, but would you say he's a better footballer? He's a leader, and that's what teams need. I think. Is he the lead in your team? I'd say he would. Would you put him as your captain? I don't know because we're moving. We're moving to the strikers, and that's, I think that's where it gets a bit. Oh, if you yeah, put strikers yeah, yeah. captain, that'd be interesting. But Lampard as well. I don't know. I didn't say Lampard. Did I say Skulls? <laughs> Can't remember now. Anyways, bloody hell. Um, so, left mid and right mid. I've gone with Giggs and Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo in the Premier League is not is not as good as he is at Juventus. However, he was still phenomenal in the Premier League. He had 196 appearances, 84 goals, 34 assists. He he could do anything. He could take on men. I just mm. wish he had another chance in the Premier League. I want him to come back. I want him to come back. I want him, Messi, Haaland, all of them like in the Premier League. I want to see how, how they cope with the new defenders in the Premier you League. See, the thing is, these, these lot, I don't think, I, I was speaking to Spike earlier, I don't think he's put Ronaldo in, but I'm saying... Ronaldo at Manchester United, if he hadn't played at Manchester United, I don't think he'd have been the same player as he is today, you know. 100%. He's class. I agree with you. I think Alex Ferguson has made him the player he is today. Anyways, what what's your right mid and your left mid? Um, well, as uh, Carragher said before, uh, Giggs don't get in my team. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, 
It was a, it was a tough, tough debate to be honest. But I've actually gone and put an Henri on my left. Henri. That is very controversial. Controversial. Henri on my left. On the left. Good. On oh the left my. as well. Wow. And um, the right. Now I was gonna try and slip Henri on the right, but you wouldn't allow that. So I have gone back to uh, Ronaldo. I have actually. Put okay. Him. I do disagree on the fact that he was alright. He was good at Man United, but he wasn't. He reached his. He reached his. He reached his prime at Real Madrid. He wasn't on the level of the players in, this, in the rest of the team. No. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. All right, Thomas. Yeah, I've gone with Ronaldo all day. I just think what he's achieved in the game as well. And as you said, Ethan, being nurtured under Ferguson at mm. Manchester United from a player who was at Sporting to what he is now, he's unbelievable, the change that he's made. He's incredible, isn't he? I just want to see him back. Same. I mean, I've also gone for Ryan Giggs on the left. I mean, he has been slated quite a bit by um, Carragher as um, Spike tried to impersonate. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, um, I mean, 162 assists outrageous 109 goals in his career just an unbelievable player and a definite Premier League legend unfortunately wearing a red shirt of course very unfortunate Ronaldo though I think uh, didn't they say he's got he's got loads more years in him do you think he's a tank he's a tank didn't they say wasn't it a few wasn't it a few years ago they said um they did a test on his body and they said he's got a body of like a 25 year old at like 30. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. He can I reckon still he, go. Can, he can still play until <laughs> early 40s. I mean, if you look at players like Ibrahimovic, they just, they just age like fine wine. Yeah, exactly. Ibrahimovic. Just, he, he looks so young. He can, he can still do everything that he could have done, that, that he could do at Man United. He's still class. He's he, always going to be class. He's he always going to be up class. There. But is he better than Messi right now? Nah. Nah. Messi, okay. Messi thank, for thank me. Thank you for that. <laughs> Messi for me is the greatest of all time. Messi for me is the greatest of all time. Yeah, Messi. Oh, he's just he's low the, central the gravity. He's he's unreal. He's just he's hitting, just pure hitting levels talent. that no one else can hit. I feel unrefined like he's, talent is Messi. He's going under a radar at the minute with Mbappe and Haaland, but yeah. like looking at Messi's figures and he's still up there. You got to respect. However, him. I would absolutely love to see him in, a, in that City team right now. He would be phenomenal. Messi in, in the Premier team. League would tear up hundred percent teams. Oh, for he deserves better than Barcelona at the current moment. He does. Well, yeah. He I, deserves so much I better. I hope he leaves, him. but I don't think he will, you know. He, I, sure. I don't think he'll, he'll leave because his wages and his figures and his release calls, like you just said earlier, yeah. are far too high. No one can afford that. No one can afford him. Anyways, we are digressing. We've got to go to the strikers. Right, Thomas, who have you got first for your striker? So we've gone for two strikers. So I name two them both. Strike. Go Surprise for Surprise package. I've gone... Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry. Of course. So I feel like the other guys probably agree with me on this. If you're not, I'll be quite surprised. But I have to say, Sergio Aguero is third on my list. He would have took honorable mention. He is my honorable mention. But yeah, I mean, Shearer, 260 goals. No, no one can compete with that. Maybe Harry Kane if he stays at Spurs or moves to another Premier League club, Mm. (laughs) Manchester City. Um, But yeah, Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. What can I know? Spike put him as a winger, but I mean, 175 goals. Just an outrageous footballer. Arsenal's top scorer of all time. No one's even close to 74 him. assists as well. Yeah. In 258 games. And his that invincible season was absolutely unmatched. Unmatched, 100%. Unmatched. unmatched, yeah. And I'll agree with Thomas and I say Shearer and Henry. There's no go- other, I agree no other, too. Those two are going in my no team No other players well. up there. Except, like, like Thomas said, Harry Kane can be up there soon. And I think if he keeps going and going and going... Keeps progressing. I think he'll be up there one day. Yeah. But he, I don't think he'll ever hit them levels that they yeah. hit. Spike? Well, obviously, uh, um, Henri went on my left wing, so I had a bit of a debacle up front. Okay. And, um, obviously, Shearer's got to be in there. Shearer's got to be in there. Shearer has to be in there. I had myself 
going over Dennis Burkamp, Sergio Aguero. Good shouts, good shouts. Torres, Suarez when they played for Liverpool. Good shouts. Drogba, mate, there's, it goes on, the, the quality of Premier League strikers that we've had. But mm. I have actually gone with Eric Cantona. Oh, no. Cantona. Oh, no. Now, I'm, I'm a YouTube, <laughs> a YouTube Manchester United fans, but... What? Manchester? Manchester <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. You're fans and you hate Manchester United. But... um. Obviously, in my I'm a West Ham fan, I don't care about Manchester United. I really don't. Because um, he was an absolute you. baller, and you can't deny the fact that he was an absolute terror up front. Yeah, but I, I still won't pick him. Really, Cantona to Leeds United. Well, any honourable mentions? Have we got any honourable mentions? Because I was going to put Vieira in centre mid, simply because I'm an Arsenal fan. Not going to lie, and he's just a beast. I'd have. Uh, <laughs> Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips. <laughs> I'd have Petr Cech as an honourable mention. Oh, yes. Obviously, for a keeper. What he did at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. And what he, well, he f- sort of fell off at Arsenal, but he still still played to a decent standard. Yeah, I'd go Schmeichel first, Petr Cech second. Yeah. And the South third. That's what I'd say. Thomas, any honourable men- honourable mentions? For central midfield, I've gone, I hate it, but I've had to go Frank Lampard. I've mm. had to put, I put him over Gerrard in my estimations, but mm. not better than scores. I mean, Lampard with his goals in return is unbelievable. Like, if you're playing a five-a-side football game and you chose a midfielder, you'd choose Frank Lampard. Correct, yeah. I, I'd agree with So, are, you, are we all saying Lampard over Gerrard in that debate? Unfortunately, no, I, I am. You know, I'm, I'm 100%. I'm a, West Ham, I'm a West Ham fan and I disagree. Lampard played for West Ham and yeah. whilst he was good, even though he wasn't at his full potential and whatnot, I personally, I don't I don't believe that this... this you're saying he's going to be great on a five-side you don't see Premier League playing five aside, they play eleven aside, mate. It's a full field out there. Don't know what's going on there. So Gerard, you're saying Gerard? Well, when we come to this question, personally for me, it's Skulls. Neither of them. I Skulls. I, it's the most underrated one, but yeah. Skulls is is on a different now, level. To I the think other two. I, I, I I got to agree with you there. I, think I agree Skulls. with Skulls being top, but I do put Lampard above Gerard. Shots yeah. per game: Skulls one point one. Lampard free. Statman Teasdale. I'd hundred percent say that. What, what was the conversion rate on those? The conversion rate was goals and assists. Thirty-eight. You want to get your percentages out, Martin? Thirty-eight for Lampard. Twenty-seven for Gerard. Nine for skulls. Statman Teasdale. Get him on every week. Get him on every week. Statman Teasdale. Who needs an attacking midfielder when you've got Didier Drogba up front? However, on long balls, I would agree that scores is better with an eighty point eight percent accuracy on his long balls, and which is that that's what you need as a attacking midfielder, so you can ping them into strikers. Yeah. But on that, on them, out of them three, I'd pick hundred percent. I'd pick Lampard. Sadly, I don't like him, but I'd pick him. He was class at Chelsea with Lampard, but I'm I still got to go with Scholes. I still think he's clear of those two. Right. So we're gonna come. We're gonna come to an end. We have got one more question for the boys now. It's a bit of an emotional one, boys. It's, what's your most memorable football moment? We're gonna start with Thomas. It's quite tough being a Leeds fan. There's been quite a few memorable moments. Yeah. Most of them not the best. Not the best. Um, but yeah, recent times. I mean, getting promoted actually brought me to tears. Really? As did the Derby defeat in the playoffs. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. For all the right reasons. I was in tears as well. <laughs> Oh. All the right reasons when Leeds got promoted. I mean, it was actually Emil Smith Rowe, one of your own, who um, sent us up technically scoring 
Um, my sentiment, West my Bromish sentiment. Albion, yeah. 87th minute on a, on that night. Oh my, it was the best night of my life. We both went down to a melon road. So I, I saw the videos. Distancing. I saw the videos. It was incredible. Social distancing, social distancing and everything. Out place. the window. Out the window. <laughs> but yeah, it was brilliant. Just seeing all the fans there and then the players coming down. It was a moment I'll never forget in my life. But mm. it can be topped. I mean, when Leeds played Manchester City, beating them 2-1 in the last minute after getting absolutely smacked. Mm. That was a brilliant moment. Twenty nine percent possession, and we still managed to beat them. Yeah, unreal. But nothing beats for sixteen years of pain, which nah. started since we were all born. <laughs> like it, we've been living through it, and now we're there. Of course, Spike. Well, um, obviously, West Ham's got the most inconsistent club. I hate being a West Ham fan. It's absolutely brutal. You look at the past couple of games. We've been a three 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 two three two three two. It's it's absolutely it's it is. I I hate it. My heart can't handle it. But um, over the over the years, um, my first game was actually I was getting relegated to Wigan three one, oh. and uh, that was that was heartbreaking for me. But I love football ever since. And uh, but yeah. the best moment had to be when I went to Wembley myself with my father, and uh, we went to see Blackpool. And uh, Baz Tay scored in the ninety fourth minute. It looked like he was going to miss. He smashes it into the roof of the net, and the whole stadium goes mental. It get promoted, and it was absolutely amazing. Was that um, was that Upton Park as well? No, I was at Wembley. Wembley, Wembley. playoff finals, yeah. If it was at Upton Park, it would have been scenes. Anyways, my most memorable moment as an Arsenal fan, I don't get many because we are absolutely, we've been shambles for the past how many years now. And, you know, wasn't old enough to witness the invincible season. So um, I've had to take myself away from Premier League football. I've gone for um, Eric Dyer's penalty against Columbia. Huge <laughs> scenes. Sorry. Huge I'm scenes. Sorry. That was good. Huge scenes. I thought the jokes were over. (laughs) (laughs) I went mental in my living room when that happened. It was mental though. It was mental. It was was very good. It was very good. (laughs) When you're an Arsenal fan. When you're an Arsenal fan, you don't get many memorable moments, you see. But um, it's either that or Aguero. Aguero! The the most memorable moment in the Premier League history has to be when Aguero scored the 94th minute goal. Joe Hart went mental. The whole crowd went mental. Goosebumps. And that 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 has to be it. <laughs> to this day, when I watch it back, it still gives me goosebumps. Even though I'm not a Man City fan. But yeah, my my most memorable moment is when Leeds United got promoted to Premier League. Of course. Them three days of celebrating were the best three days of my life, and I will never forget them. After 16 years of pain, we're back where we belong, and doing absolutely brilliant in the Premier League. And we're here to stay. We ain't getting moved anymore. We're here to stay. You're a big club now, yeah? Oh, big club. We, we're always challenging. Always been a big club. Yeah, always been a big club. Always been always. a big club. Yeah, got to got, got respect Leeds United. Challenging for Europe in the next few years, I hope so. I reckon you lot can get top four in the next couple of years, you know. Maybe top six. Maybe not top four. Top we'll just, six. We'll just shift Ars- Arsenal it's, out of the way. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll, no, no. We'll, we'll pass Liverpool and Arsenal on the way. Without the funds, you're going head into the bottom of the table but you know we might be getting rid of our owner so we might be getting Cronky, a bit more Stanley Cronky has, has to go, go. he has, has to, to go, go. throw him out money he, all he wants is money he doesn't care about your cub back to the money eh right anyways I think that's enough for today boys it's been an absolute pleasure hope you lot enjoyed it Hope thank, you listen- thank, thank you for having me thank you for having me brilliant it was, it I say we brilliant. do this every week boys yeah. I said, this should be a weekly thing this should be a weekly thing I'm 100% down just like to say honourable mention thank you to Harvey behind the screen the man behind the scenes Doing a class job like usual. Doing a class job. Shadow boxing the computer. Shadow boxing the computer. Jumping on chairs. 
jumping on chairs, absolutely incredible. What a, many talent. Props what to Mr. Ben, props to Mr. Bentley too, twelve minutes set up. Yeah, Mr. Bentley, big shout out to Mr. Bentley. Yeah, cheers guys for listening. Hope Anytime. you enjoyed it. Hope I you enjoyed absolutely, it. Absolutely loved it. Thank you very much for having us. Cheers, boys. Yeah.